You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando magic podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And you are indeed Locked On Magic. Today is May 14th, 2021. My name is Philip Ross. I'm the expert insight editor over at orlandomagicdaily.com. Of course, follow me on Twitter at philiprr underscore omd. On today's episode of Locked On Magic, the magic fall to the Atlanta Hawks. More execution problems and why there's kind of an excuse for it and why it's actually one of the bigger problems the Magic face and will face as they try and build in these last two games. We'll get to all that coming up here in just a moment. We'll sound like a broken record a little bit because it's a lot of the same issues that we've been talking about for a while. Um, we'll get to all that coming up here in just a moment. But before we do any of that, I do want to remind you all you can check out all the great podcasts on the Locked On Podcast Network by searching every download podcast for Locked On and the team you're looking for. Just like this podcast here covering the Lando Magic with excruciating detail, this podcast covering every single team in the NBA with the same level of care and detail that you can only find from a local expert who knows their team best. Want the lowdown on the Atlanta Hawks? Check out our pals at Locked On Hawks. Want to look ahead to Friday's game against the Philadelphia 76ers? Check out Locked On Sixers. No matter who your team is, whether it's in the NBA, NFL, NHL, MLB, or College 2, there is a Locked On podcast for you. Just search for every download podcast for Locked On and the team you're looking for. The Locked On Podcast Network, it's your team every day. Today's episode is also brought to you by Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off your next order. The episodes recapping games of late um, ha- have been the same. Um, you know, I'm not going to beat around the bush here. I'm not going to say too many things that are going to be very different than what I've said over the last couple weeks, um, you know, I, I didn't have an episode Thursday, um, partly because of my scheduling and my planning of stuff. Um, but uh, there isn't much more to say about this team. Um, you know, today will be the last episode of the 2021 season proper. Um, we'll certainly recap the two games against the Sixers on Monday's episode of Locked on Magic. But really, Monday or Sunday night begins the look ahead to the next season. Um, we'll know lottery position. We'll know uh, a lot. You know, we'll know some. So I'll have some things certain by the time we talk again on Monday. And everything we're talking about is really directed toward the future. Um, you know, I did. A, I hosted a locker room on on Thursday for the first half of the game, and you know, it got to a point in the game where you know, Brzezdekis, Hall, Wagner, like those guys. You know, Thornwell. You know, um, those guys were out on the floor, uh, Chase and Randall. Those guys were out on the floor, and it's just like, not that I'm not invested in their development and growth, and not that uh, not that I don't think that a guy like Randall has played well or Hall has played well, and, the, and those guys have been pre- had impressive moments. But those guys don't matter. If I spend my time today telling you how Cole Anthony did, how Wendell Carter did, how R.J. Hampton did. Those are the guys we care about on this team, and there's only three of them. I mean, yeah, it'd be Gary Harris playing well would be nice, but there there isn't a lot of interest in this team. They're, they're, we're not learning a whole lot. We're not getting a whole lot out of these games other than just completing the schedule. And there's some bright moments for sure, but... Things aren't coming together, and, and and there really isn't much to bring together to begin with. Um, you know, I, I've made this point several times that 
you know, I feel that this Magic team right now just can't put together a 48-minute effort. Um, that's That's been my takeaway for several weeks now is there's going to be a five- or six-minute stretch where the Magic just can't do anything. Um, and whether they win or lose games is going to depend on how bad those five- or six-minute stretches get. Um, the Magic had one of those stretches midway through the first quarter. Um, and just like Tuesday's game against the Milwaukee Bucks, um, where, you know, Magic did good things. They competed. They fought hard, fought really hard. Um, you know, I, I'd say the Magic competed and fought really hard in this game. But the Magic went on a cold streak. They could not hit shots. And the Hawks pressed the advantage. The Hawks built an 11-point lead by the end of the quarter. They were up by double digits for most of the second quarter. And it just, even though the Magic were still doing some okay things and were still competing and fighting hard, um, they weren't really threatening the lead. They got it to within six, I think, in the second quarter. Um, But the game was never close. Um, and, and, And that's a product of the Magic not having the talent to sustain very much offensively. The Magic not having the experience and the execution level to sustain things offensively. The Magic's defense being really a, not a complete mess, but defense just not attention paying attention to detail. You know, was, was, I, I really actually like the locker room experience because there were a couple moments where, you know, I was really watching the game and just breaking it down in real time and saying like, look, this is what's happening. The Magic adjusted. You know, they gave up a lot of offensive rebounds early in the game. They adjusted by getting two bodies on Clint Capella at all times, but that left three-point shooters open. And the Magic's rotation to three-point shooters when they were unable to get rebounds or when the ball kicked out um, as they tried to keep contact with, with Capella really really struggled. Um, the Magic did not do a good job navigating screens. And we saw Trey Young just get downhill over and over and over again. And he hit those floaters or he dished out to the perimeter. And it's just... The Magic just could not do or figure out anything defensively. It was like me playing 2K in a lot of ways, um, where it just, everything just fell apart. Um, you know, again, you try to stop one thing and there's just 20 other things that open up you're, and you're not even doing a great job stopping the one thing you're trying to stop. Um, the difference between Thursday's game and Tuesday's game, though, that effort ran out. The attention to detail, the energy, it ran out. And, you know, the Magic started giving the lead away in the second quarter, at the end of the second quarter, and the Hawks built that lead back up to 30 in the third. And that's ball game. I mean, I'll give the Magic credit. They didn't let it become a 40-point game. There was a couple of interesting moments in the fourth quarter where it was like, yeah, maybe the Magic are making a little run. Cut it down to like 22, 21 real quickly. Um, but the Hawks never went back to their starters. They were never threatened. The Magic only put Wendell Carter back in to give Dante Hall a break. You could see how tired the team was. And on a night where the Hawks didn't shoot particularly well, um, when the Magic did do some good things defensively early, it, it just, none of it mattered. Um, you know, again, the Hawks won 116-93. to Very easy win for them. They, you know, again, just uh, the Bucks game was a professional win. This was an easy win for the Hawks. Um, and the Magic just... They're just leaving a lot to be desired. Um, that, that, that's the only way I can describe it. Um, it. What they're doing now is simply not good enough. Um, I, 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 I don't have another way to say it. Um, and some of it is, yeah, they don't have the talent. 
I mean, again, it's, it, that's a reality. There, there's a talent deficit on this team, and a lot of it's because of injury. You know, if you have Terrence Ross, if you have James Ennis, you know, you're playing a little bit better probably. Um, if you have Michael Carter-Williams, you're playing a little bit better. Uh, no doubt about that. Um, but they're not on this trip. They're done for the season. Uh, and the Magic are trying to make do with what they have, and they're just trying to compete. Again, we're not we're not necessarily expecting wins. Um, you know, these last two games against Philadelphia, uh, Sunday's game could get a little weird. We don't know who's going to play. Philadelphia still needs a win to uh, clinch the top seed in the East. They'll have plenty. They'll have something to play for, and it probably won't take much to beat the Magic. But it's it, you just want to see this team compete. Um, you want to see this team make some progress and get something out of these games. Um, but unfortunately, that's not what's happening. Um, you know, what I call these games since the trade deadline a success, um, only if the team gets a top four pick, to be perfectly honest. Um, I, I think that there's been some definitely some impediments thrown in the Magic's way that's prevented them from... Uh, from getting everything that they want done, accomplishing everything they want to accomplish. Um, injuries have completely killed this team once again. But, you know, again, and again, this, isn't, this isn't like Sunday's effort. Magic tried. They didn't really let go of the rope. They just got beat by a significantly better team that, that clicked at the right moment and, and just burned them. And, you know, if the Magic had made some shots early, maybe things would have been a little bit different. You know, maybe there would have been a little bit more confidence, but... Um, the Magic just, they put themselves in a hole and this is just not a team that's going to climb out of it unless like Memphis throws them a rope like Memphis did that one time. Um, again, the Hawks beat the Magic 116-93. to I, I, I just don't have a lot to say about the game. Um, again, a lot of it, it was just a, all very pro forma. We'll break down the box score, talk a little bit about the Magic's execution problems coming up here in just a moment. But first, let's say let's say a word from our pals at betonline.com. A G if my copy will load. Um, bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season is now in full swing. You can track all the action at Bet Online. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and all your UFC MMA action. Before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore, as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs to the playoffs. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit using the promo code LOCKEDON. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Let's run through the final box score real fast as the Orlando Magic fall to the Atlanta Hawks 116-93. Like I said, there, there just isn't a lot to take from this game. Uh, every starter for the Magic was at least minus 15 um, on the plus-minus scale. Four of the five, at least minus 20. Um, so again, just not a lot to take from the game. Um, you know, guys played limited minutes. Wendell Carter played 27. That was the most of any starter. Um, so I guess he would be the good place to start. Um, Wendell Carter is definitely still easing back in after missing a week. Um, you know, I think unfortunately he's kind of carrying over some troubling trends, uh, from just before his injury, uh, just before he got poked in the eye last week. Um, 12 points, 11 rebounds, four for 11 shooting, six offensive rebounds, five defensive rebounds. Like, look, Wendell Carter, 
you know, I, I, I still have my skept my skepticism about him. I think he'll be fine. He's a good defender. He's a good positional defender. He gets to his spots really well. Um, you, you could trust him to to be in the right spots. And even offensively, uh, his pick-and-roll game is really, really good. He's really good at rolling the basket. Magic found him on a couple of really nice passes in the second half um, that got him some points. But he's still going to struggle against bigger, stronger defenders um, and bigger, stronger players. Like Clint Capella worked him. Um, worked him on the glass. The Magic had to commit two guys to Clint Capella to keep him off the glass. Maybe that's just normal, but um, you, you got to be able to trust your center to get rebounds. And Carter, I'm still seeing him get out work for position, and even when he does have position, um, it, it's not always the most effective. Like, you know, I, I get it. Like, honestly, like when I was playing, when I was playing, like, you know, I, I was an undersized four, undersized five in high school. Um, again, very different level. I'm not saying I'm an NBA level player at all. Um, I was an undersized player and, you know, I would be told, you know, your your, your box out technique's okay. Um, you know, I won't, I won't pretend that I was a great box, great rebounder, but my technique was fine, but I wasn't big enough or strong enough to hold off better players and, and players who could just outwork, uh, not not necessarily outwork me, but um, get to the ball um, in a with their natural gifts rather than their technique. Um, and, and I think that's some of the case here with Wendell Carter. Um, you know, again, well, I, I, I'm not giving up on the kid at all. Um, I'm just not sold he's necessarily the starting center for the team moving forward. Um, again, I, I put Ev, definitely don't take Evan Mobley off your boards if, if that's the case. Um, Cole Anthony had 12 points, 7 rebounds, 6 assists, uh, 5 for 12 from the floor. Um, I thought, you know, I thought Cole did some good things. Um, you know, again, I, I think we're seeing Cole still kind of figure his game out a little bit, figuring out how to better balance being a distributor and being a scorer. Um, again, it's good to see him fill up that stat sheet. I think the Magic played better with Cole, played played a, a little bit better with Cole Anthony on the floor offensively. Um, the problem is there's just so little ball movement and 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 so little organization right now that. Um, Cole has to force things, and, and that's not going to help anybody. He's just—he's not that kind of player, um, and 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 it's getting him put in traps where he gets in trouble. And and I think defenses have started to change how they play him a little bit uh, after that little spurt that he had. Defensively, Cole was not very good this game. Um, I thought he was chasing around screens too much, did not navigate the screens that Trey Young runs off of um, effectively. Uh, I thought it was good that the Magic put him on Trey Young. It's a good learning experience for him, um, but I, I think he really struggled. Uh, to to kind of be a, a factor and keep Trey from getting to his spots where he could you know really cause some damage not necessarily with the shooting with his floater game with his passing um, Anthony was just constantly behind him or, or off his hip um, on those screens and was just it was just not effective and again it wasn't just Cole Anthony there were defensive struggles everywhere I thought Gary Harris was poor defensively just not a good game overall for the Magic Gary Harris seven points one for six shooting from beyond the arc again Magic just not winning games when they can't hit shots it's it's pretty simple RJ Hampton was on the undoubted star of the game for the Magic though 18 points eight rebounds five assists seven for 15 shooting four for five from beyond the arc a lot of that coming in the second half so granted um he struggled to shoot early on in the game again just a product of forcing things going a little too fast so he's throwing the ball a little bit too hard off the backboard um, just again, Hampton's still learning how to get his pace under control, but he played fantastic in the second half. Um, you know, made made things a little interesting. Um, you know, I won't lie. There's there's a part of me that said like, huh, Hampton's going for it here. Hampton's going getting after it. He's making things happen, and that, that's a good thing. And again, we're seeing that that confidence from RJ uh, really come out. Um, so again, able to hit shots from the outside. That's that's stuff that doesn't really go away. Um, you know, he's very effective from the corners. Um, if he can get that three point shot to be consistent, he'll be really good. 
The only other player really worth mentioning, Dante Hall. 11 points and 5 rebounds for him. That is a career high in points. Um, again, 4 for 4 shooting. Just played really good. Played with a lot of energy. Um, but again, a lot of that coming in the fourth quarter. Game already decided, so don't know how much to take from that. Um, you know, Steve Clifford, for his for his part, did single out Dante Hall and Sindarius Stornwell as two guys who played good defense, really showed out um, as guys that are trying to make rosters in the future. But again, just it's hard to judge a whole lot with how lopsided these games are. The Magic shoot 38.3% from the floor, just 11 for 36 from beyond the arc, 10 for 15 from the foul line, inability to get the foul line, really hurting the team. 16 offensive rebounds, so they are attacking the offensive glass, but 14 turnovers, an uncharacteristic high turnover game for the Magic. The Hawks shoot 43.6% from the floor, 14 of 36 from beyond the arc. They get 12 offensive rebounds. So the Magic, again, I thought very early on, struggled with their offensive rebounds, did better job keeping Capella off the glass, but then just kind of gave the whole thing away. Um, Bogdan Bogdanovich with 27 points, 9 for 12 shooting, 4 for 7 from beyond the arc. Trey Young, 18 points, 7 assists to lead the Hawks. The Atlanta Magic follow the Atlanta Hawks 116-93. to We'll talk about some of those execution issues, some of the global picture that are haunting the Orlando Magic right now when we get back here in a moment. But first, let's say a quick word from our pals at Built Bar. Did you know Built Bar has nine delicious flavors plus occasional limited time flavors now available? If you don't know the Built Bar flavors, you're missing out, whether it's raspberry, mint brownie, peanut butter brownie, double chocolate, or whatever whatever you have. There's something for everyone. I'm not a protein bar person, but I swear by Built Bars. These are fantastic bars. They are snack bars, not meal replacement bars. You won't feel guilty having them. And it's a little bit of chocolate. Who can complain? Most of the flavors have at least 17 grams of protein. Most of them are only 130 calories um, with only 4 grams of sugar and 4 grams of net carbs. Whether it's raspberry mint brownie, order today whatever you like. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCK15 and you'll get 15% off your first order. Again, use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. The NBA season is a slog. Um, you know, we're, we're coming up on the end here. We're, I'm running on fumes. I'm sure the team is running on fumes. It's it's a tough journey. Um, everyone describes it as a marathon, and it really is. It is it is a long journey. You, you try not to overreact to things, but you understand that every game has its meaning, and every game has its importance. Um, that's the reality of things. That's, that's the reality of the games. There are only 82 of these usually. There's 72 this year. Each one has value, and each one fits into the puzzle a certain way. I, I have sat here on this podcast and described the regular season this way. The playoffs are about excellence. The playoffs are about, you know, beating defenses that know what's coming. It's about that. that the playoffs are a higher level of the game um, because of the preparation that goes into it. The regular season is about how do you survive today? How do you get through today? How do you get to the next game? How do you come out and play your best and grow and get better in preparation for the playoffs? It is all about the playoffs at the end of the day. But the regular season is ultimately about what can you count on on your worst days? Who are you on your worst day that you can still win? Um, That's... That's what the regular season is. Um, 
it's 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 having it's knowing the what you can execute and what you can accomplish even when everything isn't working it's a really big and important distinction um the best teams can win on their best on their worst nights I, I i that was always what amazed me about the 09 and 2010 magic um as i really was watching winning basketball for the for the first time in my adult life um was how it didn't feel like they were playing well, and yet they'd be up 10. And it would take a really good effort to beat them, even on a bad night. That's what the elite teams do. Um, They know they have a way to play, and there's something they can count on. It's about consistency. It's about being able to play well every single night, no matter the opponent, no matter the challenge, no matter the fatigue, being able to do something good every single night. That's what Milwaukee did Tuesday. We called it a professional win because Milwaukee didn't play well and they still won easily. They were still never threatened. That's why Milwaukee's a very good team. The regular season is about what can you do every single night. And the truth is, this Magic team does not know that. And it obviously shows. I mean, right now, I mean, I think, again, I think what our guys are, we have a group with the exception of Gary Harris that are just learning how difficult it is to get yourself in position uh, to have the right level of intensity and concentration every night. Uh, you know, we went from, you know, not very good against Minnesota to really very good against Milwaukee. You know, the more I watched the film, the better I saw, you know. We were on things. And, uh, you know, maybe the day of practice helped. I don't know. To tonight, again, in terms of execution areas that you have to be able to do, controlling cutters, controlling the ball, closeout game, uh, you know, ball movement, purpose of play and offense, uh, you know, wasn't close. And that may be, Dan, the biggest lesson. You know, you, in this league, you know, when, when people say it's a marathon, not a sprint. No, it's not. The best teams play every night. The best players don't take nights off. It's the difference, and I think that's one of the things that our younger guys are learning. There are obviously a lot of factors going into this, and you know I went through the box score stats, but but the box score doesn't show the, what what's happening here. Um, you know, there's certainly effects of it. Um, you know, it can describe some of it. You know, the Magic since the trade deadline have the second worst offensive rating in the league, the worst effective field goal percentage, the worst true shooting percentage. Their defense has been a mess. It, the, it's very clear that this team is disorganized right now. And some of it is their youth. They're young, they're young guys. They haven't been through the league very much. Um, they're making mistakes. So some of that is understandable. Some of it is their lack of practice time. Um, they played better Tuesday because they practiced Monday. They had a real practice Monday, apparently. Um, and, you know, again, not having a training camp, having to learn all this stuff on the fly, as much as players have to be able to learn from tape and have to be able to learn from walkthroughs, it's a lot to ask of a young team, especially a team that has changed so much. Uh, I mean, like I, I, I pointed this out on the locker room during the first half. The Magic are still running a lot of their sets as if Nikola Vucevic is at center. And, and Wendell Carter can do some dribble handoff stuff, but that's not the strength of this team um, anymore. Um, and so everything is mismatched. And so it's the execution problems are in part understandable. This is a group that hasn't been together very long, didn't have a training camp to drill things down, are trying to learn everything on the fly, and on top of that, dealing with tons of injuries 
that have put the team behind the eight ball. Um, again, like I don't blame the Magic so much for having some of these problems. Um, there are a lot of times where I've looked at um, where I've looked at the uh, the the game, and I've said to myself, that mistake is is a practice mistake. Is a, is a mistake because they're not practicing. They haven't practiced it. They haven't seen this situation. They haven't drilled this situation. They don't know where to be. They don't know where they're supposed to be on the floor. That kind of stuff is understandable still. I mean, again, it, it doesn't, maybe not an excuse, maybe, you know, certainly still leading to losses, but it's understandable. But the other part there that Clifford says is also detail things. You know, being able to close out, being able to handle cutters, being able to kind of dictate the tempo defensively. That stuff is not practice stuff. That is individual responsibility stuff. Um, and, and again, stuff that that the Magic have to be able to do effectively on their own. And again, I, I don't think any of this carries over to next year. I think next year the Magic will be a different team. Steve Clifford will have a different approach. They'll have a training camp and an off-season program to get themselves ready. And they'll be a lot better. They'll be able to execute a lot better. But young players are notoriously inconsistent. When you're playing a roster that is relying heavily on G League players, and no offense to the G League or no offense to the players that I'm talking about, that puts the Magic in a big hole, especially a big hole in their ability to execute and their ability to play at the high level they need to play at in order to compete and in order to win. That's what's going on here. That's what's been going on since the trade deadline. And as Steve Clifford noted, when the Magic have won games since the deadline and the six wins that they've played, that they've won, They made threes. Missing shots early is usually a pretty good sign that the Magic are not going to have a good night because this is a team that is still young, and young teams especially don't understand that defense comes first, that defense is forever. Defense is always. They let their missed shots affect their defense, and at least with the Magic's previous iteration, it would take them a quarter and a half before the shots really began to affect their defense. Um, These are all things young players have to learn. You know, I'm not... Again, I'm not overly concerned. I'm not overly worried, but it's just the reality of where this team is at. As I've said, after every game, just two games left. We're almost to the end here. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. Of course, follow us on Twitter at Locked on Magic. Subscribe to the podcast and Apple Podcasts. Search your tune in Himalaya, Google, Spotify, Odyssey, and all of them by sending all the podcasts to your podcast-enabled listening device. You can find me on Twitter at philiprr underscore Dean, of course, for the latest on the Orlando Magic be sure to check out orlandomagicdaily.com. Be sure also to check out the Locked On Today podcast wherever you download podcasts. Get all the sports news and information you need for the day in less than 15 minutes. 15 minutes on the Locked On Today podcast. Download it every day on today's episode of Locked On Today. Can the New York Mets follow in the New York Knicks' footsteps? That's their question of the day. Check out the Locked On Today podcast wherever you download podcasts on the Odyssey app or wherever else you get them. But that's going to do it for me today, though. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked On Magic. For Orlando Magic Daily and Locked On Magic, this has been Philip Ross. We'll see you all again next time for another episode of Locked On Magic.